Hello, and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks. Today, we want to reflect on some headline news. Inflation is impacting our communities, and of course, therefore, it's impacting nonprofits. So much turbulence caused by COVID, government support, and everything else going on, it's impacting wages at a time when it's hard enough to hire people. It's impacting the cost of food, gas, and pretty much everything else that we depend on. We thought we'd take a few minutes to put some sunshine on how inflation is showing up for nonprofits and how we might approach it in our planning and communications. I don't know that I would say I'm excited to talk about inflation, Nancy. But I'm glad we're talking about inflation because it's definitely a a kind of heavy weight that I'm hearing in lots of my peer organizations. It is. Absolutely. So let's, you know, there's two main categories of ideas we want to talk about here, finance and fundraising. But let's start with finance because immediately when you say inflation, people think finance, budgets, accounting, money. You know, inflation invites us to renew our commitment to the healthy financial conversations that we've had many times. We've talked about these things, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we have talked about planning, strategy, all of that. Let's kick it off first by talking about wage pressures that we imagine our colleagues listening to this show are probably feeling some pressure to increase salaries, to address inflation that is impacting your employees. Are you experiencing that? You're seeing that? Absolutely. And and I understand, right? We have come through a period where we've asked employees to do all sorts of things they've never done before during pandemics. And then on top of it, and now the you know cost to just have your daily life has, has gone way up. And in many ways, it feels to employees like they've taken a pay cut. Their pay wage just doesn't go as far as it did. And as employers, we all need to be thinking about how can we do what's right and fair and, and just by our employees. So it's absolutely on everyone's mind that I know of in nonprofit organizations, and most organizations are trying to figure out how to do it right. Absolutely. You know, I think back to our episode about forecasting, and it seems like that's worth a reminder in this sense, where I think there's a lot of immediate pressure to address this issue, and it's important to address it. But we also have to think about how we're going to sustain it over time. So we're not saying you shouldn't increase wages at all, but but we are talking about, you know, what kind of strategy can you have? And can you do some math into the next year so you see how a percentage increase now would impact salaries next year? And also, I think thinking about how you want to distribute your wage increases, this is a great time to take a look at the whole pay scale in your organization and say, hey, are there some are there some funky gaps that have emerged over time where we want to, you know, make sure we're being equitable and thoughtful about things? And even thinking about those percentage increases. I've heard of some organizations that are thinking about rather than doing a percentage increase for everyone, maybe weighting that more toward their lower paid staff so that they get the bump, you know, they need to be able to to afford basic living and, and things like that. So kind of infiltrating your planning with that equity question and taking a holistic look um, at your pay scale, I think is really an important thing to do before you just say, oh, okay, you know, across the board, we're doing this. That might be the right answer for you, but you want to have thought it through. 
I love that. I was actually hearing this weekend about a nonprofit where the staff was coming together to talk about what the executive director should earn. And it's all tied into this notion of equity and participatory budgeting. Excellent. Oh, that's that's awesome. I'm, I'm psyched to hear about that. Yeah. Before we move on from wages, I just want to add that I think one of the most important things in, in this conversation is, is to do that math crunching, the number crunching, the strategy planning, of course, sharing that information with your treasurer, the finance committee, you know, doing all those processes, but also being as open and transparent as you can be with your staff. So if, for example, you're struggling, like you, you know you want to give a certain increase and you're struggling to figure out how to make it work in the budget because you are thinking down the road a year or two and what implications that has, it's a great time to invite your organization, your employees into that conversation with you. Say, here's what I'm thinking. You know, Nancy, I would love to, I, I acknowledge that you are not getting paid the same that you're used to with the way our economy is working right now. And I want to see that. And I want to recognize your work. I'm struggling a little bit because as I'm doing the numbers, I have to make sure that's something we can sustain over the next few years. And so I'm just thinking about that while I'm doing this, you know, and you don't have to invite them into solving the problem necessarily with you. Cause of course, you know, you're, you're looking at something that one employee might not see the whole scale of, but communicating with them about what's going into your thinking or why you're doing something in the way um, you choose to do it ultimately, or perhaps inviting them into participating in that decision-making is it's really important rather than it feeling like it just kind of comes from left field. And there is a note on your desk saying you got this raise. What you're saying, you really almost paraphrased a lot of the Brene Brown, be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. Actually, I, I love that. You know, and this is also a, a great opportunity as you're having these conversations to, to make sure you're doing those kind of financial procedures that solve today's problem of wage increases or whatever, but that you're also setting money aside for that true cost accounting, that you're making sure that you've really thought deeply about what your programs cost and that you're creating that buffer that will allow you to be be more flexible in the future. I love this notion of scenario planning because you were mentioning, you know, different ways that you might pay for salaries or whatever. And I could well imagine that you could come up with three or four scenarios and put them in front of your finance committee. I bet you do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, you know, sort of pre-scenario planning too, it's never a bad idea to ask your employees, you know, I acknowledge inflation is happening. What would best serve you? Like, would a percentage wage increase best serve you? Or would a one-time, I don't know, bonus is the right word, but, you know, a one-time sort of stimulus check to you better serve you or something else? And just kind of see what you get back. I'm always surprised that I think I know what everyone, you know, because we all assume everyone's like us. But maybe you have an employee who's like, oh, you know, it would be way better for me right now if I had an injection of cash up front rather than getting it trickled out over time. And maybe someone else would be like, oh, no, you know, trickling it out over time. Or maybe all of your staff will say, that's what we want. But um, it's a wonderful way to bring them in to the conversation and, and to feel like they've been heard. Mm, absolutely. They may just want to have Friday afternoons off and that might solve the problem in a non-monetary way. So we've just talked about figuring this out and how we figure it out and 
that it may cause us to need to raise more money, mm. right? Yeah, sure. That's the second <laughs> end that, of this. <laughs> <laughs> that is the other side. And so I'm I'm really curious, what are your, you know, you're a fundraising expert. What are your solutions here? Oh my gosh, Nancy, I am stumped. I will just tell you, I... Yeah, I know you were kind of hoping I'd have my three crisp bullet points of like, oh, here's how you here's how you message around it. And when I know it works, I don't have those this time. And instead, I think I have kind of a framework to suggest. So I think that this is a classic example of why you want to have a board or hopefully a fundraising committee of of people who represent different perspectives from your community and, and service group. And you want to test what messaging works with them because I can tell you what I think will work, which is largely biased by me and then the organization that I'm with. And that might be totally wrong, actually, for you and your donors. I can picture scenarios where some donors do respond to you saying, you know, it used to cost us $12 to serve a student and now it costs us $25. can not you help, you know, help us by increasing your gift this year? I can see donors who would hear that and say, whatever, like you're asking me to increase my gift. I'm increasing my expenditures on everything. That's not very compelling to me. And instead, they just want to hear what impact you're having and particularly maybe the impact you're having on families who are facing inflation challenges themselves. I can picture different scenarios. And so I think what I recommend on the fundraising side is that you as a, the volunteer, great volunteer you are, or the great staff person you are listening to the nonprofit radio show, take the time to create a couple scenarios of what could your fundraising messaging look like? What if it looked like this? What if we hit inflation head on? What if we didn't? <laughs> what if we, you know, couched it in some other storytelling? And then put that in front of your fundraising committee or your board and ask them for their feedback. Ask them individually which ones resonated for you. And then have a discussion as a group about how do we want to represent ourselves as an organization? Which one feels right for us? Because I suspect the answers are going to be different in your different sectors, in your different communities, and just with the different tones and personalities of your organizations. Yeah, that feels really right to me because I think so differently about the scenarios in, that involve, I work a lot with food banks, for example, and those folks are really feeling the pressure that so many people are not able to buy their groceries. So they're showing up at food banks and food banks themselves have wage pe- pressure. They're in this kind of pressure cooker that's very different from a different organization. So how they frame it would be different from a theater or, or a land trust or an environmental group. Right. Uh, every group needs to raise the money, but just the framing of it would look different. Right. And so the I think the takeaway here is inflation is real. Whether or not you feel like directly in your organization, it is impacting the donors that you're asking. They're, we're all feeling it. So you need to you need to be strategic in this moment about your communications around your fundraising needs. And I think that means you have to try some things on, actually maybe write a paragraph that you know that could fit in your annual appeal letter or at your next event or whatever, um, and see, try them on and have your board and, and fundraising committee respond to them. It's such a great way to engage them. Um, and it's a great way for you to hear different perspectives. I think this is where our principles really come into play, right? The yep. nonprofit radio show principles, which are on our website and they're they're worth reflecting on. We really talk a lot about have a strategy, right? Run good programs, that good programs are going to be worth raising money for. 
Yep. And so many of those things come through. Absolutely. So there's a through line that runs through all of these conversations, and that is your board. Your board needs to be talking about inflation and its impact on the budget and your ability to achieve your mission, right? This is front and center. And it's not just your treasurer, you know, it's it's the whole board. Mm-hmm. This is definitely, you, we talk a lot about the what keeps you up at night conversation. I, you probably have a list by your bedside, <laughs> yep. oh, paying that bill or hiring that staff. This is definitely in the what keeps you up at night conversation. And those are the conversations that should be had at your board meeting. That so often boards are talking about other things that are possibly also important. This belongs right there in center. And so if that answer involves raising more money, your board needs to be fully on board with that. And they need to engage in that. I think so much of our colleague, Susan Howlett, and how she talks about boards joyfully raising money. Yep. And that's exactly what we would see here, right? Right. And they can only do that when they have actually understood the impact that it's having or the the things it's not making possible, the impact you're not able to have. They need to understand that so then they can go be good messengers for you. Absolutely. In fact, to to go back to your conversation about fundraising, you might also think about it as a concentric circle model where your board is right there at the center. So they know the most about inflation and how it's impacting your budget and your wages and all that. And then as you go out, the people farther and farther from the core of your work, you may be changing out your messaging. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's why it's good to experiment that scenario planning. That might have to be a new principle of ours, scenario planning. Oh, I do love that. You know, the other place where I'm seeing boards show up in this conversation is on advocacy. And we've done a whole podcast on advocacy as well. So I used to hear a lot about federal contracting and, you know, what those procurement rates are and, you know, all that jazz. That was kind of a big deal about eight years ago. And then it went quiet. I'm not sure why it went quiet, but it is back on the agenda now. I'm seeing several people have asked me about procurement and compliance with federal contracts and negotiating wages and all of that kind of stuff. And that's where your board should be involved in those conversations. They should be advocating for policies that best serve your organization. Absolutely. And again, I think that's a really tangible thing that board members could could get behind and get excited about doing for you if you give them the right information and empower them with the with the information they need to be impactful in that. Absolutely. So so our word of the week, of course, has to be inflation. And to be honest, we don't have any cute riff on the word to offer. Inflation. No, not we don't have anything like that. <laughs> but instead, we're thinking about how these are real world issues. And they impact everyone and how nonprofits are right there at the center of them. Whether you're serving people impacted by it and or you're impacted by it, you're right there at the center. So thinking about inflation invites us to think about how nonprofits have to be at the table when we're having financial decisions. They're being made. We need to be part of those conversations. That's right. And, you know, it feels a little unfair, like we're just coming out of COVID and there are all these other challenges to deal with. And now we can add to it you know, beyond supply chains and all the hiring challenges, we can add to it inflation. But, you know, we have to keep perspective on it. It's another thing we can plan for. It's another thing we can be thoughtful about and see how our organizational values show up in it. And so while yes, in many cases, that inflation is causing demand for nonprofit services to increase, and it is making it more expensive to do what we do. What we know to be true is that you are growing your movement 
to involve more people in the work, and if you take the time to invest in building that strong infrastructure, that strong forecasting arm of your organization for your work, then you will be able to weather any of these storms. So hang in there. We can all do this. And we know you've got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please consider sharing the podcast and rating us on your favorite podcast site. Your support is the best way for us to reach more people. We invite you to look at the show notes at nonprofitradioshow.com for ideas on how to bring these conversations into your organization or to tell us what you'd like to hear next. Nonprofit Radio Show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks. Editing and post-production are provided by Margaret Mep Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. Music is by Riley Crabtree. Together, we are inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities.